From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. A new week. Got some fun shows for you this week. Tomorrow we're going to be visited by Joey Schwartz, who he's a he's a feisty uh, youngin compared to you and I, as far and uh, but um, he has been looking into uh, diet and nutrition, carnivore, keto, but really interesting fellow. Does a lot of great research and has some insights into things. So he's going to be uh, visiting us tomorrow. And um, not sure when that is. And then I think we're going to um, get on Jason Brashears again and uh, dig into the uh, um, uh, the whole pyramid thing. I mean, this fellow knows stuff about pyramids and how they were how they were put together and all of that. That'll make your it'll just make your head explode. I tell you what, fascinating stuff. And what we like about Jason is that. He doesn't do any of his research on the internet. Can you believe it? None. Zero. He uses ancient text and actual text books that he finds, libraries and all kinds of places, and that's where he gets all his stuff. He doesn't go on the internet and find stuff, which is really curious. When I heard that, it gave me even more... Um, juice to have give him more credibility so anyway that's our story and then uh, we have a couple other things uh, that are not firmed up for this week so kind of poetry in motion you're going to want to um, listen to our show this morning I think you're going to find it really fascinating with Robert Ritzman and uh, he has been looking into um, freedom issues the courts how to protect yourself how to stay out of the, the matrix without getting hurt, and uh, and he's a very well-researched fellow, and he's been in the trenches on this for quite a long time. So the way to participate in the show today is to email, because Robert is on our phone line, because he, he doesn't do the video thing, and he's on the phone, so that line is not available. So to participate with a question or a comment for Robert Ritzman, who lives out in the the great state of Washington, he email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. It is July 10, 2023. Uh, the, the big project, The End of COVID, a 90-hour production. 90-hour begins tomorrow, free, TheEndOfCOVID.com. And if you watch all of these over the next 20 days, um, you will never again, trust me, believe that there's a germ, a virus, or bacteria that's out there trying to get you. You will come to that conclusion because they've got the goods. The best people in the world have been studying this stuff and uh, they have concluded, and you will conclude if you watch this and listen that the entire COVID thing was a um, controlled um, operation. It was a, a psychological warfare. There was never a virus, Wuhan, uh, the, the whole lab thing is all made up. The entire thing was just kabuki theater, and uh, look what they were able to get away with. So we're going to talk to Robert Richman now, who probably doesn't care about viruses, but he cares about the law. Robert, um, <laughs> maybe you can help us understand throughout our talk this morning of how these people, whoever they are, got away with what they did. How did they do it? Good morning. Good morning. So this is what you do. As you look at the way the United States is organized, the way the courts are organized, the way people use words and, and try to help people understand of how we got into the situation that we are in in the United States. Is that a fair assessment of what you do? Yeah, but, um, um, I got into this legal quandrum through being sick, you know, and um, when I got sick, I chose natural path, and that got me into the into a bind with the courts. Hmm. I see. So, do you have people that were telling you that you couldn't do?
do the naturopath thing, or why? Why did the courts care about what Robert was doing? Why? Because um, I got sick, and I chose medical cannabis. Um, Washington State is a approved medical cannabis state. The voters voted on it mm-hmm. to be exempt from prosecution, but um, um, the legal system doesn't see it that way yet. They still. Um, believe that even with recreational marijuana and legal medical cannabis, you still get arrested. Wow! Because because it's a money making it's it's basically a money making scheme control scheme here. What about the Tenth Amendment, where states can do whatever they want? How how is it that the federalities can say the cannabis is a whatever whatever code they give it and is illegal if Washington said it's not? How do they get away with that? Well, the Tenth Amendment you're talking about is the original Tenth Amendment when, when we, prior to the 1871 Constitution, the Reconstruction Act of the, that Constitution, when um, what happened in um, the original Tenth Amendment, um, the states were sovereign. Mm-hmm. In 1948, the state gave up their, all the states gave up their sovereignty to the federal government. So that changed. That's what Ooh. people don't realize that. The states don't have the state the, the same standing as they did prior to 1948. What happened, Robert, in 1948? Um, they ended the constitutional courts, and then in 1949, the all the authority of the courts went to the American Bar Association. Whoa! Well, that's not good. So, so. well, I mean, it's, <laughs> the, the the you know this this is what people need to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Every society has its own court system. You know, and if the people need to be represented, the people have to have their own court. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're using a government court, so the government court represents the government, not the people. So the courts that people go into nowadays for whatever, these courts are owned by the government, and we don't really have. Um, how would you put it? We don't have uh, a lot of juice there. They don't recognize this. Uh, what's the uh, term? Okay, all these statutes of the United States are written by Westlaw, which is a English corporation, and it's it's copyrighted by Westlaw. And in order to use the Westlaw, you have to be licensed by the by Westlaw, and that's why practicing without a license is a crime because you're you know it's it's copyrighted material. So that's the American Bar Association is actually under Westlaw. Wow. And that's why the, the bar is, is the British accredited registry. So uh, all the attorneys are actually registered under the British system. That's called BAR, which is British? Accredited Registry. I'm sorry, British, your phone cut out. British what? Sir? British Accredited Registry. Ah, British, British Accredited Registry. So people that are lawyers and join the bar, this is a British organization Hmm? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah. You know, Britain came down out of out of Canada, and they they occupied Washington D.C. for three years and flew the British flag. They own it. I I was told the War of eighteen twelve was about the ten year Federal Reserve Act expiring, and it was about the control of the bank. No. Yeah. The bank. Okay, it was. Okay. Because mm-hmm. what do we have? We yeah, had 1892, I believe, and then we had 1892 to 1902, and then in 1812 was when the 10-year charter was up again, correct? Yes, it's all about making payments for the bank. Let's see. So how did that go down in the War of 1812? Did the Brits or... Did we, the people, end up owning the bank? No, the, you know, the central bank, um, Andrew Jackson did not um, re-license the central bank the second time, so we were out, you know, so but, right. so, but the British wanted their payments made for the war, the Revolutionary War. You know, this is what a lot of people don't realize, is Benjamin Franklin started the um, United States Treasury in nineteen or in seventeen seventy five, July first, seventeen seventy five. Mm. Benjamin Frank Benjamin Franklin borrowed one point six million francs from the Bank of Paris, and then opened up the Treasury, and then opened up the 
um, post office in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the United States became open for for international commerce. Good for Ben. Yeah, then July 1st, 1776, not one payment was made back to the Bank of Paris, Hmm. and they filed bankruptcy on the United States. Okay. So three days later, July 4th, 1776, we went into bankruptcy and suspended all contracts. So, so, so the, the 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 holiday we just we just celebrated. That's the day that we, the United States, was. What's the proper term for it? Then, United States of America back then in seventeen seventy six. Um, United States for America. United States. You know, America. so we went bankrupt yeah. on that day. That was a bankruptcy day. Not oh. a not a. It should have been instead of a declaration of independence. It should have been a declaration of non-dependence. Oh. We were non-dependent on England anymore. Oh, well, that was but, a good thing, right? In theory, it was, and you know that well, the concept of being independent from taxation, of, you know, from England was a good was a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what well, the Americans were deceived; they had a deception going on with grammar. So what people what people believe what they're hearing, they, the comprehension of the words they're hearing is usually opposite. Yes. Kind of like uh, when they pass, uh, oh, kind of like when they pass something like uh, the Bank Secrecy Act or something that's generally just the opposite of what they do. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a contract, and if you can't read contract, you know, there's little comprehension. Yeah. So let's go back there. So here we are, 1776. We went bankrupt because we didn't pay Paris back. How much was it for the war? One million. Well, it, it, from from the books of um, the the Benjamin Franklin's ledgers that are being held at um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it's been said it's one point six million francs from the Bank of Paris that right. he borrowed. Hmm. That was probably a hell of a lot of money back then. Well, America didn't have any of their own money. Yeah. They were using they were using pieces of eight from Spain mm. and you know currency from all who, whoever whatever ship was coming to America to trade for goods, whatever the whatever money was on the ship is what the American money was. I see. Why we didn't, weren't mint, we well, weren't minting our, our own at the time. That's what was my question. Why would they not just mint their own and stamp United States dollar and use that? Um, well. The South started doing that. The South had their gold mines, oh. and they the South started, you know, making their own money, and that was part of the issue that you know the bankers did not want the South to succeed. They wanted to keep the South in the bankruptcy. Yeah, hmm. and that was the that what led up to the Civil War, kind of maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 So this whole time, how often has the the legal um, the legal structure of this country changed a lot over the years. I mean, say if we start, Robert, at 1776, the United States of America went bankrupt because we didn't pay France their money. Then has we have we been in bankruptcy ever since? In theory, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and, and we, you know, but, um, the international bankruptcies last for 70 years. 70? Uh, 70 years for an international bankruptcy, and you're allowed to, they're allowed to do three bankruptcies. So that's huh. 210, three bankruptcies over the same debt. That's 210 years. But in the meantime, sometimes they filed a private bankruptcy, which is seven years, and um, um, they will do a private bankruptcy and then turn it into an international bankruptcy. So following the timeline, you know, um, for these bankruptcies, you know, so the, um, the 1776 bankruptcy, if you go do 210 years, that's 1986. So if you remember in 1986, that could have been the end of the United States bankruptcy. And that's when we had all the financial problems in the stock market crash. Oh yeah. I remember, uh, I was in Texas then there was a big deal with oil or, or also the, um, the, what do they call those? A savings and loan crisis. In 19- yes, every, everything was collapsing. Oh, yeah, I remember. So, I remember. You know, 
that may have been part of the mm-hmm. international bankruptcies ending and a restructuring of the banking system. Yeah. And then, um, then what was happening around 2000 is, you know, we had two private bankruptcies and that's where 1998 things were being rearranged. Mm-hmm. And then we had the nine 11 um, crisis where the world trade center, which is, you know, um, the financial center of the world came down. So yes, they're restructuring the world. So that's what that was about. The nine 11 was about getting rid of all the, the paperwork and building seven and all that. You know, we, we're going to guess at it because there's nothing published on it. So yeah, you can assume, know. you know, yeah. yeah, you can assume this is what they were doing. They were restructuring. So even, you know, they have new World Trade Center now that is that has a uh, symbology of um, four squares to the roof, which is, you know, just like the Microsoft um, symbology of four squares. So mm-hmm. the squares are the contract. And then you have the, di- or the uh, pyramid on the building. So the pyramid is uh, death. Like the cryptocurrency, crypt is death. Hmm. So our so our whole system is based on death. Are you saying death, D E A T H, or death or debt? Death, dead, yeah, dead entities, corpus. Oh, corpus, dead corpuses. It's <laughs> great. And this is like you know, like the pyramid is is a is a death chamber, is a tomb. Yeah. So when you're when a man is dead, he has no rights, and this is what the banking you know the banking system. This is how they operate. Well, mm. man has no right. Mm. So they got the little pyramid on the dollar in other places. Right. Yes, I mean that's that's the corner one. Now you got the pyramid and the missing cornerstone with the all-seeing eye. Mm-hmm. The eye is the sea. The sea is one hundred percent. Crazy. Robert uh, Richmond is with us. Uh, please join us by email, question or comment. I'm sure you have some questions about this. Don't be shy. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So let's go back to the banking thing. So. Um, the central bank that started Robert in what was it eighteen ninety two? Uh, was that was that owned by foreign people, foreigners back then? Uh, you know, we they the the private bankers, the private bank of the central bank, the um, owners of that system, the controllers of that system. I've never seen any evidence of who it is. Okay. All right. But they, it seems to be the the people that are controlling everything. They always have, like J.P. Morgan, Carnegie, you know, Weston House. Right. These Rockefeller. These people are the front people that we believe they're controlling it. But as history shows us, you know, they're just the people on stage. The people that are that are you know writing the script. We don't know who they are. Because if you're if you're that powerful and you got this control over the bankers and all that. Why would you let anybody know who you are? I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's a dangerous game. You think? I mean, we don't like 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 Bill Gates. You know, he's the way he's acting. We don't trust him. Right? Fauci, the way he, the way Fauci is acting, we don't trust him. Yes, sir. But are they the ones in control? I don't believe they are. I wouldn't think so. No, like Musk or Zuckerberg and all these people, right? Bezos. Yeah, they're yeah. on stage. That's who we see and hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they draw. They draw our attention. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's you know the the two um, areas that they keep us in control is they put everything in in a nautical. So it's 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 terms of the sea of, of shipping, and then it's 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 uh, the theater stage. Everything is a theater. The theater of war, mm-hmm. but. So all the other terms they're, they're using to cause the deception are the theater terms. Actors, characters, crime scenes, um, you know, props. Interesting, yeah, they well, use those words, right? And then wouldn't they, what did they call it, the German theater or the back in the war, World War II? And world war. Oh yeah, it was always a theater war. We had a Pacific theater, we had the European theater. Interesting. Yeah, because what happens when, if you're a, a person, an actor, you know, then the um, the corporation cannot be held liable for your injury because actors actors are artificial. So you can't claim injury when you are acting. Wait a minute. So so let's work with that a second. Unpack that. So would you say like a the governor of the great state of Texas is just an actor, and so that's why he has no real um, um, responsibility. You can't sue him or anything. Is that what well, you're saying? He is an actor, 
okay, mm-hmm. um, in, in proper character. And if you do a suit, uh, if you sue a suit, a tort, okay, there's no money. Right. So we're, so we're back to doing, we're back, we're back to the props on the stage. Mm-hmm. So fiat currency. Okay. So this is <clears throat> when they took, you know, this is part of having real substance, land, gold, silver, things that are real. That's for, that's for the common law. So in, in the meantime, they don't, you know, the state of Texas corporation, they don't, doesn't recognize a man. They only recognize an artificial entity. That's this all capital name that is on the, um, the presentment, which is at shipping, the presentment. So that's what we're going to kind of dig into as we're getting some background here, folks, is this idea of um, people sending us things and our name is written in a certain way, right? For example, I might, I might have some things here from the county or my taxes, the IRS, from a bank, and it might be Patrick J. Timpone or Timpone Patrick J., or Patrick Joseph Timpone, or there are all kinds of variations thereof, right? And so talk a bit about this and why, how, talk about why they do it like this. What's the deal? Well, these are all contracts. 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 Yes, and and what I've determined is there's two types of names. There's a, a, um, uh, a titled name, and there's a trust name. Okay. And, um, titled names are for Admiralty Law, and they're they're basically property. So, like the state of Texas can only work in an administrative way, where everything they everything the state of Texas does is within its own corporation. So, the state of Texas birth certificate, I'm going to use uh, um, the name John Henry Doe. Okay, is as a, in a titled name, it will have a period or a comma. So the, the state of Texas birth certificate will be all capitals, Doe, comma, John Henry. Now, um, for a um, another title name will be Mr. Doe, mm-hmm. MR period Doe. And then in the Social Security Administration from, I believe it was 2007 to, to August um, 2020, they used John H. period Doe to show that contract. The state of Texas court, they can use those names in a in a infringed flag environment for titled um, um, hearings. Okay. The, yeah. So, what's the motivation for using these different names with different contracts? What what's what's the what? Okay, America was set up on a trust system when they took away money or took away gold in nineteen thirty three. Right. And, and then they came out with a new deal that they were going to build power companies and roads mm-hmm. and um, do all the infrastructure to make, you know, basically it's, it's a, it was part of the Department of Defense to make America strong and safe. Yeah. But in the meantime, it gave the benefits of all the utilities to the people. So this was a new deal. But the trust is, was set up, you know, to benefit the corporation, benefit the people of the corporation. And this is what um, Roosevelt talked about. So using these names, um, John Henry Doe is a trust name. It shows that that's the name you'll see on the Social Security card, the Department of Treasury, and the IRS. That's part of the trust. And what's in the trust? The trust is the, is the ledger for all the assets of America that, um, that we're part owner of. Oh, we're so part owner of a trust? We are part owner of the trust. And, oh. and that's, that's part of what this reset is about, is, is the people of knowledge will claim the trust, and the people that don't have any knowledge will abandon the trust. Really? So you and, is, you and I are, and our listeners on this July 10th morning, we're part owner of this some big trust, and are, are we, who's the trustee of this trust? That's the uh, um, Social Security Board of Trustees right now. Social Security Board of Trustees. Okay. Now, we have heard or learned from different experts or authorities that the Treasury began taking money out of the Social Security Trust Fund 
I believe it was, what, in 64 or with Johnson when they started doing the unified budget? Is that true? And then they they started to transfer money out of the Social Security Trust Fund, exchange it with, um, I think, treasuries at the time, and then eventually they just turned those treasuries into IOUs. So we've heard that there really is no Social Security Trust Fund which is why the government treasury has to come up with tremendous billions every year because there is no trust fund. Is that close to being accurate? What I said? Yeah, there's a ledger. Okay, that you know, because there's no money and no gold and silver, there's no there's no vault holding the the wealth of the American people. So the corporation is using the the asset of America, you know, to whatever purposes they're, I'm not going to get into how many different purposes yeah. they are, but mm-hmm. they, they, they consider it budget or non-budget. So if, if part of the trust is in the budget, the Congress is using those assets to fund whatever they're funding. And there's some, there's some assets like, especially for native American Indians that were put into a non-budget trust and the Congress can't touch that. No one can touch that. But Social Security wasn't a non-budget trust. I believe it, it started out, you know, to mm-hmm. 1935 to get the American people to volunteer into it. You know, they offered benefits to, to volunteer in. Okay. And yeah. um, I, I believe that was, you know, that the original concept was it was to benefit the people because there had to be a ledger that when gold came back, they could pay back the people what the corp- what the United States government, the corporation owed to people so there's been a there's been a recording a, a ledger of every family has a ledger with the department of treasury and they you know like i called it the treasury a few times and they will tell you everything about your life really everything hmm. your email addresses your telephone number your bank account purchases the debt you know the credits everything they have a ledger of it the treasury does yes wow well, so let's get back to this. We th- we've heard about this term, the Great Reset, for a long time, that something's, um, something's coming up big time, maybe World Bank or IMF or who knows, the UN. Uh, what, what is your opinion of what this is about again? I believe it's another ledgering system because we're leaving the system of, of, of statements, of paper statements, we went to email statement, mm-hmm. and now we're going to go to a um, binary code statement. You know, they're, they're going to put it, you know, more tech, it's going to be even more technical. And, you know, even the visual identification system they have for man is uh, now they have points of, you know, the, a camera will photograph your face, or in China they're photographing the palm of your hand, and within a split second it, it can identify that individual man with a number. And now a ledger comes up, and then this is going to be all businesses. They don't recognize, they, you know, they're not recognizing man as something with compassion and you know um, um, happiness. That's not in business. There's no compassion, no happiness. There's no emotions in business. It's all ledgering. All ledgering. So they, so this is where they they came up with this what's called the straw man or all caps name of. John Doe or Patrick Timpone, and where they are, they saying that I'm not a real person with blood and, and hopes and dreams and all that, or a spiritual being. I'm just a, a what a corporation or a, a fiction or what? What am? I? What do they? What do they say I am with the all caps? When name? you when you walked into Rome two thousand years ago, <laughs> you walked into a capitalist magnet, civil registration, a civil society. People do not realize the word civil, okay, the alphabet. When the alphabet is in all capitals only, that is copyrighted by the Vatican. You know, that is admiralty law of shipping. So you, it's a crime to ship a man. But what they do is they ship the spirit of man. Well, the Vatican has claimed your spirit because your Savior has abandoned you. Okay. And they're waiting for your Savior to come, come back okay. to claim you. Oh, good. So they're shipping the spirit of man using this artificial, um, it's 
capitalist magnets, civil registration, and uh, and that you know the corporate system, the corporation system, and doing that, man has no rights until you have knowledge and come back to the earth and claim the earth. You know that you have inherited rights to the earth, that you have your common law. Now you have your you have your happiness, and this is how what the attorneys are basing their jurisdiction that you have no, you have no business knowledge of contracts. And that way the man is a ward, a child of the court because he has no financial knowledge. There were just orphans and, or something like that. And yeah, you were, you were taken to a foundry and, and abandoned. And the, the corporation, um, the, the corporation is now your father. And, um, this is how they view it. This is how the, this is how the corporation, the, what you call your government. This is how they view the system. It's been the system for 2,000 years. 2,000 years? Oh, yeah. Some, as Romans, it all started, you know, when we came into the age of Pisces, and everything's based on the celestial system. And um, we're leaving the age of Pisces right now, going into the age of Aquarius. Yeah. So we have a new, this is part of the great reset that we're ha- that's happening right now, the age of Aquarius. So is this why many souls are waking up to, and we're even having this conversation, that part of it, the awakening, people are waking up? Yeah, this, this is what I've been looking at this, and, and, you know, the phenomena of frequency, and this is part of what pyramid people, some people are talking about the pyramids, that they, mm-hmm. they actually resonate at frequency, so right now, with this new celestial system, the frequency of Earth is changing, which is um, altering the way people think. Mm. And this is what they, they call awakening, is the frequency is changing, so people are changing. Mm. Mm. So I don't know what I mean. I, I don't have a view on that. I, I look at it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I look at a lot of things. Um, where that plays into this reset, the elite might, the, the elite probably know about it. You know, whoever these people are, they this is probably in their playbook. Oh, I would suspect. Uh, Robert Ritzman is with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Robert, you stay right there. We're going to be back. What do you think about, I mean, this is crazy. And so we're going to figure out some things that you can do, and Robert's going to teach you how you can copyright your name and your face and your voice, and uh, maybe some AI wouldn't, grab you and say they own you or I don't know I'm a spiritual being I'm a soul how can I I'm going to ask Robert how I can copyright that I don't but nobody can take that anyway so we have lots to talk about this morning uh, please join us Patrick at one radio network.com Patrick at one radio network.com we've had two big sales going on over the past uh, uh, 10 days and today is the last day so if you're listening live on this July 10th morning, you have an opportunity to still cash in on the two big sales, and that's Blue Shield. Blue Shield is a great company. Uh, this technology hails our, the Genesis is in Australia, and this is a little cube. You can see a picture of it if you're on video. And you put this in your home. It goes out, oh, depending on the model you get, some of these goes out as far as 400 feet. It's a long way, man. It takes care of your neighbors and your dogs and cats out in the yard and everything. And what it does is it's a frequency that changes every 30 to 45 seconds so your body doesn't get used to it. And then your 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 cells and all your mitochondria and your all the things that make us go, uh, which is just light and energy, is better suited to deal with cell phones, electromagnetic fields, cell phone towers, Wi-Fis, and you know all the rest of it. So it's Blue Shield. This technology, right now, it's at 18% off today through midnight tonight. So if you're watching this video up on BitChute on a Monday, fa- Monday afternoon, you can probably still get to it, or the audio on our website. Other than that, we're back to the regular prices. So it's a short window that you can jump on if you'd like to. And then the same person that runs um, 
runs, 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 runs. Uh, same person that is the CEO of Blue Shield also has Shen Blossom. This is an extraordinary company and a company that you'll find products that are just just quite amazing, really. And we are talking about medicinal mushrooms. We're talking about um, uh, 50-year-old ginseng, very old ginseng, Hoshu Wu, um, digestive um, products, just a wide variety of very exquisite products. Everything is in Myron glass. So please um, check these people out. If you'd like to do the sale today, if you can't do the sale today, go back uh, sometime and check out their, their, their store and everything that they have. And we think we'll, we'll find these are just pretty, pretty remarkable products. So the sale ends also in Shen Blossom, 20%. And finally, here we'll be back to Robert. The uh, Air Doctor is one of the, the best little um, air purifiers that we know of. And you can set this puppy in your home. It's just a little bit bigger than a, than a tower computer. kind of looks like R2-D2. And it is uh, very intuitive. It actually speeds up and changes its level of cleanliness that's going on um, by what it experiences from different things, pollen and stuff like that, are also um, various things in the kitchen. So it's intuitive. It'll speed up and slow down. It also gives you um, very clear lights of when the, the filters need to be changed. And they're very good filters. There's two of them. They're very easy to change. Light comes on, you know when to change them. Uh, oh, probably every six months or so. Just depends on how much yuck stuff you have. So it's a great unit. Go on oneradionetwork.com. Get yourself one. They always have great deals going. They always have some good deals. You can find the best price regardless of when you check in. Air Doctor, it's on oneradionetwork.com. It's a great company, good products. I think you'll, you'll really, really enjoy what you're seeing there. Okay? Okay. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Talking with uh, Robert Ritzman. He's up in the Washington State. Robert, how long have you been at this uh, whole business of learning about the real history and legal stuff in a long time? Well, I... Uh, I- I started learning about being a contractor and got business law books back in 1984. Wow. So I, I, I did commercial contracting most of my life. That's I'm, I supported myself. And it wasn't until uh, um, 2015 when I got never been in the legal system, never, never been any, any legal problems in my, my entire life. And then in 2015, I was drug into a, a, um, some legal felony charges of, of, uh, medical cannabis oh. that um, I I basically had to jump in on what to find what this what this court system is in order to um, alleviate the harm they were going to do to me. Hmm. So you know I was you know facing some a lot of serious charges and that I was going to destroy my life. So I decided that you know it's a contract mm-hmm. and I decided to contract with them and the. Uh, the county and state lost. I'm sorry. That last part, repeat that. The county that uh, brought forth the charges and under the state of Washington, they lost. They lost the contract. They could not perfect it. I prevailed. And how did you do that? Contracting. Understanding what a contract is. So um, today I'm very knowledgeable what the criminal court is all about. Mm. Um, I had enough contract knowledge in 2015 um, to basically break the contract and the attorneys, I don't believe the attorneys understood what I was doing, but they had lost without even knowing they lost. Mm. Wow. So what ended up happening was um, by by the end of the prosecutor went to prison, the deputies that arrested me went to prison, the county, the county, because they were aiding and abetting the crime, um, they lost their county manager, county planner, county commissioners. Um, the sheriff's office office got defunded. 
911 got the 911 facilities got um, 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 they 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 paid a penalty. The Olympian newspaper that um, published um, a lot of false information. They were basically framing a framing a theater, and uh, they lost. They don't have their building anymore. There was a lot of damage that happened. Wow! And what were they doing to you that was illegal, or is that a proper term? Even I don't even know what to call it anymore. Well, okay, it was legal and lawful. Mm-hmm. Okay, we lost the common court in 1976. Robert, we, let was, me get you to move around a little bit. I'm going to get a little better signal. Um, you're kind of breaking up a little bit and breaking is up. Is that better? Uh, yeah, let's try that. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com if you want to join the show. Oh, so, so what were they doing to you that they shouldn't have doing legal and lawful? Well, this is okay. When we lost our common law court because the last of the money disappeared, silver. The um, uh, an arrest warrant would be recorded with the, with the county recorder because the county recorder records water and minerals, and that's what a man is: water and minerals. So the arrest warrant, they don't. There's no arrest warrants today. There hasn't been any arrest warrants for over you know, that I know of over over thirty years. Most going all the way back into 1976 when things started changing. So you know I. I, I jumped on the issue that these, these documents of the arrest warrants were not filed on the case, and the case that uh, was all based on an arrest warrant. So why, you know, why doesn't the prosecutor take the liability of, of uh, recording and filing these arrest warrants like it's meant to be? Well, because this is all a theater. They don't want to make it real. They don't want the liability of making it real. So one of the things I did, I tried to put the defendant in prison. If I can't put the defendant in prison, what makes the prosecutor think that he can put the defendant in prison? Wow. So you, and it, it must have taken a long time to figure this out. What was going I on? didn't have a long time. I had to get it done right away. Really? Phew. Yeah, that was all done within the first week. I mean, they had They locked me up for a few days, and when I got out, you know, they took away all my electronics, so, you know, I had to run to the store and you know, resupply with computers and printers and, and uh, start figuring out what the heck is going on. Wow, man. And so... No, it, it, I feel for anybody that, gets, anybody that gets a felony charge that there's no injured party, I feel for them. That's why I, I'm a supporter of helping people, with, uh, especially with people that are arrested for medical cannabis, and there's a lot of them. Are they arresting people then? Uh, California, too? All over the United States. Wow. No kidding. I mean, so the corporation is saying, you know, we own you, and you're going to use pharmaceuticals because it's a business, and if you try to do natural path, it's a crime. Oh, so oh, they're saying they own, they were saying they owned Robert, and he was doing something that was... Um, a violation of commerce. It's a tax code. Violation of commerce because you weren't participating with Big Pharma. I mean, chemotherapy is yeah. an artificial drug, right? And um, you know, it's four hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars for a cancer treatment. Is that what the insurance companies pay? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Four to seven hundred thousand. Well, it's quite profitable for the industry, you and think? then you have the insurance on top of it. The whole world runs on insurance. Yeah, most people do not realize that Bank of America, Chase Bank. If you walk in the door and look at their business license, it'll say insurance. It's an industrial insurance company. It's not a bank. There's no money. They're selling insurance. They're selling insurance. So, so if you deal you know, with the court, yeah, if you deal court, with Chase Bank, what are they? What are they selling you? They're selling insurance policies. And what is it protecting, or what is what are you insuring? You're insuring Admiralty Law, shipping. The whole world runs on it. Admiralty Law and shipping. Okay, let's explain those two things. Okay, Admiralty Law is civil. It, that's a civil capitalist magnus. So the, the whole world has been, you know, the shipping is copyrighted by the Vatican. They own all shipping lanes and shipping rights. 
So in order in order to be part of this this scheme, mm-hmm. right? To now we have we have civil registration through the United Nations. That's the birth certificate system, and that puts every man into the shipping. So um, you cannot, you know, I said you, you can only ship an artificial. You can never ship a man. Mm-hmm. So, so when you buy an airplane ticket, it's in all capitals. When you when you're an operator or driver of a of a motor vehicle, the driver's license is in all capitals. And this is the this is the, the shipping industry because the, the boat is, is for shipping, the sea is for shipping, the air is for shipping, the railroads are for shipping. Mm-hmm. Everything's based on admiralty law, civil registration, shipping. How on earth did the Vatican get the shipping for everybody in the world? I mean, how long ago did that happen? Well, you know, that was the, the how Rome succeeded is, is they took away man's rights. Wow. And so you come into Rome, you you went under Roman civil law, which was not law of man, it was law of corporation, corpus. And they did that by deeming man was dead, by using all capitals. And the man, and the average man didn't know how to read, they didn't know grammar, so they didn't comprehend what was going on. So, it was, but under international law, the Roman, the Caesar, and the the, the Pope, the two party system, they were exempt from prosecution because because they were operating under a contract. But most men didn't know how to contract, and that's what's here here in the United States. You know, my guess would be ninety five percent of Americans do not know how to contract. They don't read their contract. Yeah, I mean, who reads any of this stuff? I do. I know, but you do, yeah. You're <laughs> probably the only one I know. <laughs> you do. <laughs> but, they, you know, they, they write in such a way, you have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, that's the whole point, right? I mean, unless you know the words and what they mean. You have to look at the society that wrote the contract and then get the dictionary of that society. So they have bank dictionaries, they have military dictionaries, they have legal dictionaries. They have English dictionaries. All these are societies, and this is another thing that people do not comprehend. Hmm. Their societies, yeah. meaning their own, their own little, whatever, their own little organization, and they have their own dictionary. Every society has a court, and before that court, they have language. They have a a, a, um, a calendar. That's why we have the, the the Americans are using the Gregorian calendar which a split 12, so it's not a whole time, it's 12 and 12. And then the government is using a Julian calendar, which is based on a 24-hour calendar. So, and this is key to a lot of these contracts that they last, um, last month. India just announced that they changed the year. So they went from 2023 back a year to 2022. Now they so that signifies to me that India just went under new contract. India, yes. What are they up to? What do they know that we don't? Well, okay. See, they started year one. Uh, Robert, okay. again, I'm really having a. You're, you're really getting kind of fuzzy. Do you have a? Can you go outside or go on your roof or something? Oh shoot! I can. I can give it a try. Got better. Let's see. So, hello. Okay, this is this is they got the system to be has got to, They have to keep everything on the theater, which is fiction. Right. So, what they have done um, with the calendar is they started year one at year one. So day one was year one. But you see, in science, okay, a fact. Is, is the same, you know, is the same every time. So the first year never happened because what happened is a year is 365 days. So what they should have done, what they didn't, is the first year started after the count of day one, day two, all the way to day 365. And then they did the, the uh, New Year's countdown. You know, they did 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 and celebrated. Now that's year one. But they didn't do that. So, in actuality, here we are, July 10th, and we're, I'm going to take a guess on the days, we're probably about 189 days into the year. Mm-hmm. So, this is 
2022, 189 days. That's a true calendar of Gregorian. But they they fictionalized it. Now, for myself, I've been on planet Earth 22,711 days. <laughs> That's how many days I've been on Earth. Mm-hmm. That's my calendar because I because I'm a different society than the legal society. So I have, I run on, I run on a different calendar. I have a different alphabet. Everything about me is different than what the government uses. Wow. So I know I'm not part of their society because I recognize their system. It's not my system. It's their system. And so what advantage do you have by operating this way? It means that I can use their system and keep and reserve all my rights. Okay. Res- so they want to they want to say I abandoned my image. No, no, I copyrighted my image. They want to claim my footprints, my foot graph, my hand foot, my handprints, my hand graph. I claim them. I copyrighted them. So they they trademark the name that they say you're using our property when you use this name. And I go, wait a minute, I have a right to trademark a name. So I'm going to trademark a name. So I trademark the same name in the same in the same the same style, just like John Smith. God, there must be probably a million John Smiths in the United States. Right. Yeah. So there are many. You know, trademark doesn't mean you're exclusive. So if they trademark the name, and it's on the it's on a birth certificate, then I trademark the name. And now there's a challenge. You must have a express contract. You must have a, a paper contract that I've agreed to and signed in order for you to move forward with a contract instead of doing this, this, this assumed contract. So they assumed they had a contract with me, but they never did. Because you didn't have a relationship with them and sign something and say, yeah, this is a deal. Correct, because okay. for one thing, I was not born in the United States, and they never got trademark um, rights on any name that they could connect with me. So I trademarked the name, you know, I didn't. And I have many trademark names. I, I run in corporations when I run it, when I work. And this is part of my immunity is I, I understand what it, I have knowledge of the contract. And when I agree to the contract, I, I'm under the contract. I understand it. I'm under it. So and this is part of the knowledge of contracting is, is I have more rights than the average man because I have knowledge of contracts. Mm-hmm. So and this is what, this is what the government does when they go from citizen to national. Citizen has no knowledge. It's a contract, and the national has knowledge of a contract. And we're going to talk about that during the show this morning, where you can talk about the idea that you don't want to be a United States citizen, you want to be a national, correct? And there's ways to do that? You can be both. Oh, you I mean, mean both? Yeah, it all depends on, you know, what benefits. And these are benefits. It depends on, it really depends. If you're, if you're in Mexico and there's a, a war going on and you need, you need extracted, you're going to call the American conference and say, you have a U.S. citizen here, come get me. Mm-hmm. And they will, because there's a contract to save you. Okay. So yeah, there are benefits to being a citizen. Okay. So, so can you show us and explain clearly how all of us, if we want to copyright, is there a difference between copyright and trademark? Absolutely. Mm. A copyright is, your, is your, your property. So if you create a book, Mm-hmm. You know, that's your copyright. Mm-hmm. And and if you create, if your your image, your photograph, your voice, if you're a singer, an actor, you copyright those so other people can't make money on your on your your property on your what you what you produce. So a trademark is a name that you're using for commerce. So if you're you know if you're using you know you know it's a commercial term that we all recognize, and you know say a a, a, a restaurant. So a lot of these restaurants we have, like McDonald's, Burger King, they're trademarked internationally. Mm-hmm. So you you can find a a Burger King in Australia because it's trademarked there. So there's a company in Australia they call it Happy Jacks. That's exactly like Burger King. They you know they have Whoppers and you know they they cook their meals exactly the same way, but they're they're plagiarizing um, the Burger King, but they're not they're not they're not doing a trademark infringement. Okay, so. So would you recommend that we, all of us and Patrick, copyright all of these different things, face, voice, fingerprint, footprint, and how do we do Would you recommend we do that? I would 
unless you're a grandparent or parent to protect your family. And when you have a newborn coming into the family that you have, you have knowledge of what's going on and you take the steps right away to claim your family. <clears throat> and that way the um, state doesn't get, doesn't get jurisdictional rights over your family. Which they do now yeah. if you just do a birth certificate, right? Uh, they, they... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a birth certificate. Actually, I promote people having a birth certificate because you actually need one for today, for traveling, for birth, you know, for driver's licenses, bank accounts, um, passport, you actually need one. It's not a bad thing. It's just having knowledge of what it is. So you look, you look at kings and queens and the Rothschilds, they all have birth certificates because they, they have they know the not the power they, they need one for what they're doing but having knowledge of what it is you, you keep your rights you don't lose your rights but if so you like, don't do anything and get a birth certificate at the hospital um, is it true that we don't really um, that the state owns the child no the state no. doesn't own the child but what's happening is the state is claiming that you're um, an infant that you're a ward of the court because you have no financial knowledge. You're a ward of the ward of the court or the ward of the state. Um, both, both, basically. See, um, if you're in a if you're in a contract situation in a courtroom and you have no knowledge on how to balance the ledger, this is where the state, then with one of their agents, an attorney, to to, to move the matter through to balance the ledger. Now, unfortunately, if there's, you know, a jail, you know, if there's jail time that could be imposed upon that, you know, now we have debtor prison for balancing the ledger. And this is the part that, that in, here in America, we don't have debtor's prison. But when you're working with a foreign entity called a bar association, they brought the, they brought the debtor's prisons here. Okay. So, uh, we're talking here on July 10th. 2023 with Robert Ritzman. And so I would suspect 98% or 99% of the people, including the host here, um, wants to just be left alone as much as possible and be happy and have a good life, right? Then just work and whatever. Um, what, do you, what do you recommend that the, the minimum that we do if we don't want to get involved in this and learn all this stuff, which most people don't, and just to just to kind of thrive and still be happy, what what would you recommend people do? The minimum or whatever. Well, most people believe the system is 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 the real system, right? So they go work, they pay their taxes, they follow the rules of you know of society, and they're you know they don't have any they don't have any legal issues. Right. Now I look at the Amish. So they have, they don't have birth certificates. They, they stay offline, off grid and they're private. They don't, they don't advertise in the public per se. And, um, they have their site and I don't know if how, you know, because they don't advertise, I assume they're happy but you know, they had, mm -hmm. they've had their society here in America for, you know, since the beginning of America. So, you know, you, and this is where you have to choose on what you want. Mm -hmm. If something happens, you know, say you become ill and you decide that you're not going to do the pharmaceuticals, you're going to do a natural remedy, but there's a, there's a, there's a risk involved in doing the natural, but you're not going to do the pharmaceuticals because you know the outcome. Right. Well, this is the, the risk that I took and, um, it, you know, they, they drug me into a legal, into a legal battle. Okay, so what what is the benefit if we want to, and what's the correct term, copyright or trademark, our face or voice, and and what's the what's the benefit of doing that? Well, they okay when you copyright your voice, mm -hmm. your your DNA, your your image, your hand and footprint, um, and it's for commercial purposes. And the um, any entity that's going to use those, that's the first thing they do when they arrest you is they want to take they want to take your mug shot. Okay, you're cutting out again. I should like to get a clearer signal. You got any ideas how to do that? Is that better? Well, I don't know. Mm. No. Um. Um. Here, I can. Can you go? Let me elevate my. 
Can you go outside? Can you go outside? Let me elevate. Yeah, I'm going to elevate myself about 10 feet. Okay. Hang on. If you care to join the show, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com with Robert Ritzman on this uh, 10th day of July. Don't forget the end of COVID um, event happens beginning tomorrow. Go to endofcovid.com. It is 20 days up to over 90 modules that you can for free watch and you'll learn about this whole virus hoax that was perpetrated on humanity. Okay. What'd you, what'd you do? I have a two-story office that I ran up to my second floor in my office. Okay. Is that better? Well, we'll see. It sounds a little better. We'll see. Okay. So, but copywriting is um, something that you produce, like your image. Mm-hmm. Trademarking is always the name of business. The name. The name. So both are important. So I don't know if you can copyright your spirit, but knowing of your spirit <laughs> and where your creator is, that your creator is within, mm-hmm. and you never let anything get between you and your creator. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm a, I'm down with that. Yeah. And then so right now, um, they're using identification of of, of uh, photograph images, handprints, voice prints, mm-hmm. and this is how they're controlling the commerce of the name or, or number, but not the man. So they're associating with you, the man, with moving their property. You're the the man is the utility. So that's fine and good with me. I don't have no problem with that. But I may not have the full financial knowledge to stay out of harm's way because I don't think anybody understands the IRS code. That's pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty <laughs> huge. Who could understand that? So this is my my uh, contract. Is I'm going to do the best I can to stay in honor, honor and keep the ledger balanced. Mm-hmm. But if I if I do not, then I will opt out of the system. I'm done. Because I'm not going to risk my freedom for an artificial system. I would rather have gold and silver and have all my rights intact than use your system. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. So then, yeah. And then the trademark name is they never told your family that what the birth certificate was. They handed the birth certificate to your family at the hospital and said it's a very important document, but didn't explain it. Mm-hmm. You assumed, the family assumed, it was for the baby. Oh, look, we can prove our baby was born. Mm-hmm. Well, the proof the baby is born is you're here. That's the proof. <laughs> <You know? laughs> There's a baby. There's a baby. <laughs> need I, you don't need a piece of paper. Right. I mean, that's how stupid this system is. You know, I don't need a piece of paper to prove anything. You know, real is real. You know, that's, the, that's what a lot of this, this system is about. We don't have money. You know, and they're trying to tell us this stuff is real, that they can take away our freedom for a, a, a theater. I'm not playing the theater. I, I'm, not, I'm not into that game. Hmm. They tried to, you know, they tried to, they took a run at me, and I didn't like it. You know, I've talked to people all the time, you know, usually several weeks, that they have their, their children's taken. You know, the attorneys have taken their children. Wow, yeah, and CPS, to me that is, you mean like CPS and those guys? Yes. And that, to me, that is so rude. Yeah. I, don't, I really get offended by hearing stories like that. Mm. So trademarking, you know, that you now you have to prove I have a contract with you. Copywriting, you know, you can't use my image because they can't put a man in prison, but they put the image of man in prison. That's the mugshot. And if, they, and if you abandon your handprints and footprints, they claim them. You know, that's the... That's the mark of the slave. It's not the man of the slave. The man is not the slave, but the man produces the footprints of a slave. That's the purpose of taking your footprints at, uh, at the time of birth. So how do we copyright our, all these different parts of our body? How do we do it? Well, you either take a photograph of them and put on the photograph, copyrighted, and then on the, on the back of the photograph, make a claim. You have a claimant and a couple of witnesses with some thumbprints that are bonds. Or like hands and feet, you can um, put ink on your on your hands and feet, put it on the paper, and claim the print as yours. Now, if you want to use them, we can have a contract. You know, my fees are very steep, but they're very reasonable. <laughs> so, 
So you do all this, you, and you you're just doing this. Are you filing these? Uh, you're filing these somewhere, like in the county clerk's or something. Yeah, there's 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 recordings. There's actually three different systems. There's service, which is man to man. So some claims you make are done service only, and then there's recordings, which are with um, a recorder, and that's for land. That's for real. That's for real property. So. Um, when you're doing um, footprints and stuff or your trademark, you definitely record a trademark. And then when you're putting it into the state corporation, then you go to the clerk's office. The, the clerk's office is the port to the state corporation. So then you port them by filing, by open up a claim in the, in the clerk's office. They, you're going to open up basically here in Washington, it's called a civil miscellaneous filing. So basically you open up a, a, a case number and you start filing all these trademarks and the, the copyrights. And what happens when you file a photograph and footprint is now the clerk has a liability issue by um, filing an arrest warrant on the man because that's actually slavery. So they have to be very careful when you have knowledge that you copyrighted everything. You copyrighted your image and your handprints and you got a trademark name. They, they have a lot of liability. It's very hard for them to do most of their function to get stopped when you do this. Um, so um, you're not you're not you're not going to play theater. You're not going to play actor mm. and character. So, um, so I'm really kind of lost on the idea of the copyright. Let's go back to. Um, okay, say you write a book. Right. Uh, almost every book in America is copyrighted. Right. And like what I've, that means I've is, written three screenplays. That I copyrighted, I just sent it somewhere. I don't really remember where I did. Copyright office, yeah. So that that protects your your copy your your screenplay from mm-hmm. being plagiarized by by another party, right? So somebody's going to use your your um your your screenplay for their profit. And you see, when you when you find somebody that has violated the copyright laws, you're allowed to sue them and take all their money back. So the money they make, you get plus a penalty. So if somebody's using your photograph for, for financial gain, like on a driver's license, then you know you can use my photograph, but you have to have a contract with me for financial gain. And this is the problem they have when you copyright your photograph on a driver's license, that now you can go into court and say, Your Honor, you know, you're you're using a, a driver's license that has my image. Do you have a license do you have a you have a agreement to use that image? Well, that's pretty trippy. <laughs> See, what it all it all came about about four or five hundred years ago, when somebody commissioned a boat builder to build a vessel. Okay, they had all the drawings. The boat builder built a vessel, and the first thing the owner did was he brought a a portrait painter, and they did a portrait of the vessel. And that was like an ownership. That was like that was like a title to the vessel because he has a true, you know, a portrait of the vessel. Now, if that vessel got stolen and they found it in another country, that owner can go to court with all the building logs and the contracts and the, and the portrait of the vessel and claim ownership of his ship. So basically that's what's happening in a driver's license is when you have a photograph on a driver's license, the state's claiming that's their property, not the man, but the image of man. Wow. And that gives them the right to arrest, like arresting a vessel. And arresting a vessel is just putting a line on it. So when a police officer touches you, theoretically, you're you're under arrest as soon as he touches you. 